Welcome into Inside LAFC, the podcast. Max and Vince, a.k.a. MVP. Max Barretos, Vince LaRosa. I'm sure, like me, you watched so much soccer slash football. Uh, you felt your brain matter coming out of your ears at some point. On, on a plane, too, trying to, like, go back and forth between the games I had to watch. But really, we're, we're glossing over the lead here because what everybody wants to know coming out of the weekend is, did Max Bredos watch Dune, and what did he think? I'm watching it. It's Monday. I'm watching it tonight. Uh, everyone's going crazy. I have it on HBO Max, but I said I'm going to a theater to see this. Good. Uh, Probably a good call. I, I yeah. watch it at HBO Max because I... I'm going to have dinner in a, a frosty cold one at the theater. I saw the first two minutes on HBO Max. I couldn't resist. I didn't like the way it started, quite frankly. Why is that? Um, you, this is coming from somebody that read the book, which is really and the, and what's how many, the how second many, book. Wait, how many of the books have you read? Two? Two. And, and I've watched, like, and like I'm, eight, I'm, right? I defend the 1984 David Lynch version to anyone. And people crap on it. They say it's the worst movie ever made. It's I, not. Soundtrack. I, I watched five minutes of it uh, uh, like over the weekend. And there's like a scene where he's like in the cockpit of a ship and it looks like uh, he's in the front of like a box truck. Right. The, 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 the science fiction parts, but the scenes that are like in these grand halls where the conversations, the cast, just like the noobs doing, is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Kyle Jose Ferrer, Kyle McLaughlin, uh, Sting, um, uh, Virginia Madsen, who was my first crush. She looks incredible in that movie. Hey. Uh, I know. I'm the, the guy whose name I forget who played Stilgar, who's also very good. Uh, Dana Carvey, did you say? There's no way Dana Carvey uh, played. Patrick, Pat, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Uh, right, I'm not going to sit here and It's Wilson, amazing. Also a great actor. Jurgen Prochnow, who was great. Say what now? Jurgen Prochnow. That, that is a fake name. You don't know who Jurgen Prochnow is? German actor? Whoa, no. Das Boot? I mean, I probably do. You will recognize him. I recognize him. So uh, That name is fantastic. That might be my alias going into hotels from now on. Soundtracked by? Kraftwerk. Toto. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Rosanna, yeah, was not but in. why? Because <laughs> they're good musicians. The one thing I know about Toto, they're great session musicians. Everyone wanted to play them. The other thing I heard was that they did a lot of cocaine. That's the, that, the Porcaro Bros. That's the things. I don't want to get into like trouble here. But I think that's common knowledge. Well, they led the league in, in use of cocaine. It was the 80s. <laughs> it was the 80s. <laughs> Speaking of the 80s. Uh, we'll get into soccer. We do want to do it. I want to get your thought on this because we talked about it moments ago. Uh, a show about movies that were made right. that cannot be made. I think we should today. do it. Netflix. There's a long list. Netflix cur currently does a series called "The Movies That Made Us," and we should do a take on that. The movies we can't make. Yeah. And I think it would be great. Just singling out clips of movies and be like, That's, yes. "There's a reason why you can't do this anymore." I said 48 Hours with uh, Nick Nolte hours, and Eddie Murphy. Animal House. Because Nick Nolte uses. Uh, the N-word quite freely. Profusely, and, I yes. believe, would be a good and I'm like, for that. You're like watching it go like this. Yeah. Uh, 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 so. Eddie Murphy's fantastic in that movie, and I wanted to watch it again because I had forgotten how interesting their dynamic was, but I was like sick to my stomach in the first 15 minutes of Nick Nolte talking like to him because I was just can't like, watch, you can't even look ooh, at the screen. Ooh. I'm sure Nick Nolte would go, I can't be in the room when it's going on. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Have you seen Nick lately? <laughs> I wish I did. Still with us. Yes. Well, that's another show him, we're going to do. And, is he still with us? Him and John Voight somehow still with us. Do you want my John Voight take? It may not be very popular. I know, I, he is. It's already a bad start. He is the greatest actor in American history. 
I will fight you over this. Nobody takes more risks than John Voight. Well, co- not Christopher Walken, and you're not, not talking Al Pacino, about, not, not Robert De Niro. You're not talking about his political life. You're just talking not about, talking about his political life. Just like Ted Nugent. I'm not Dustin, talking about his political about, life, but the guy can play some great jams. What about his co-star in Midnight Cowboy, Dustin Hoffman? Nope. Yeah, he could go Midnight Cowboy, he could go The Champ, and then he could go Boat Captain and Anaconda. Can you imagine? He goes, you want to do this? He goes, I'm going to do it. He goes, you're a Paraguayan boat captain on the Amazon. Probably because he threw all his money away and he needed to do it. But he put it all, he put everything into it. Watch Anaconda. Yes. What do you mean? He had like a weird accent. He just kind of looked at the camera like, huh. Snacks don't eat people. Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. Well, uh, what accent was that? I mean, there's. Not still, American. It wasn't Brazilian. Uh, that joined John Voight accent. supposed to be Paraguayan. Which made it even more interesting. What is the Paraguayan? What is the Paraguayan accent? Uh, do you do it? I could, I don't know. I would. It's. I would imagine it's Peruvian, Chilean, kind of whatever right. that is. Is yeah. I'd have to work on it. All right. So uh, fa- a lot of uh, derby games. Let's over try the to weekend. do a fun segue. Like speaking of Paraguay, speaking of- uh, Brian Rodriguez plays for Uruguay, and no. <laughs> greatest Paraguayan footballer of all time. Uh, El Loco. Gilavet. Yes. No. There's other, there's oh, other, uh, uh, the, the player that's played for like 50 teams. What's his name? Oh, uh, so striker. Was it Bayern that Munich? That hit the Paneca in, uh, in the World Cup. Quarterfinal World Cup. Why? Oh, Roque Santa Cruz. No, well, Roque didn't go by a loco, though. Oh, you're thinking about Sebastian Abreu yes. from Uruguay. No. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Same. You just lost a lot of credibility there. I mean... What more do I have left? <laughs> There's another show. Uruguay or show, Paraguay? I do this show with you all week in, week out. We, we, talk, we started this show by talking about cocaine in the 80s. <laughs> Jose Luis Chilavet, who uh, another show we could have, footballers who let themselves go after retiring. Wesley Snyder. Wesley Snyder and Jose Luis Chilavet um, are pretty much it. Samir Nasri. Samir Nasri let himself go. The oh, minute they retired, watch the, watch they put the, on some LBs. Watch the Marseille like, Heroes game. Drugba looks like he could still play. Samir Nasri looks like he ate Drugba. Yes. Well, 99% of ex-players all look like they could still play. They're very meticulous. I don't think they yeah. just go, um, there's a few exceptions. Well, here's my segue. Saw John Thornton in Minnesota. Looks like he'd still play. Oh, John. Th- Torn MCL and all. John Thornton still goes in surfs. Very active lifestyle. It's, I, he's uh, incredible. I, I envy him. When he saw me, he goes, Are you, did you come all the way to Minnesota hoping a staff game would happen after training? <laughs> And I was like, that's not. That's How not was it? How was it? Cold? It, it was cold. Crisp. It was very cold. Uh, every, it's, it's weird because everything, uh, every time I would get yeah. in it, a lift, I would have to go like, let's say 10 miles. Because like training, training's in Blaine, Minnesota. So that's not close to where I was staying in St. Paul, which is near the stadium. Uh, and so I get in and it's going to be 25 minutes, right? And the guy goes, oh, it's going to be a long ride. I go, what? It said 25 minutes. He goes, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, 25 like, minutes is a lifetime. In right LA, there. that's just how, how long it takes me to get to the freeway. Yeah. Uh, and so we talk, talked about it. Actually, all my drivers are very nice. The people in Minnesota, oddly, not as nice as I imagined they would be. No, Ben's great. That's why he moved he's here. He's a Californian. That's why he moved here. To be fair, we were right by the wild Yeah. Oh, wild fans. Yes. So wild, wild win the game. We, we were right near XL Energy Center. Wild win the game, 4-3. They beat the Anaheim Ducks, which I'm, stop, I'm a Ducks Stop, stop, stop. Yeah, a hockey talk. No hockey uh, I'm, talk. I'm a Ducks fan. Wait, wait, we have to, we have to say that. We have Minnesota, to say this what, is that the worst name for a sports franchise? Minnesota Wild? Yes. Well, they, well remember, they had their franchise stolen. They were the, the North, North Stars. Stars North Stars great, were cool. Which was great. Mike Madonna. Um, so th- th- they've won the game. I, I kid you not, every man that walked out there won. 
heavily intoxicated. <laughs> Two, had a wild jersey on. Three, eyeballing me like they wanted to fight. I didn't have Ducks gear on or anything. It was just like, Are they playing the Ducks? You want to go? Yeah. I was like, do you want to? Do you want to? I'm like, not. not Did not anyone really. actually say, do you want to go? No, it was that. I, it was that look. You nailed the look. Yeah. You've dodged many a shot in a bar. Were you, were you wearing that hat? Because that's a hat that may oh, Peaky God. Blinder kind of pick Besides up. Besides hockey talk, the the uh, style Vince's style talk. I do yeah. not take style lessons from any. Look at your shirt. I'm not. I'm saying you do have style. I'm just saying if I was a Minnesota Wild supporter and I came out and I was drunk, I'd say, "Hey, you with the hat, you want to yeah. go?" <laughs> with my well, it, for for people that are not watching us and listening, uh, it is raining, so I wore a nice hat to keep my head warm. Uh, Max, on the other hand, has uh, a button-down shirt with we- odd camo sleeves. How? In what setting would you be able to hide uh, in those camo sleeves? Uh, the Vincent Van Gogh Museum. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> should we talk? Should we talk LFC before people yes. turn it off? I was going to talk about the rivals, but you've heard enough of it. There was a lot going on there. And there was a lot. There was a lot of football. I mean, here, here's here's. Is there here, a better name for a, a rivalry than El Clasique? Oh no, that's or not L. Marseille, Marseille PSG, Marseille PSG zero zero. Ugh. Good atmosphere. Yeah, good atmosphere. VAR took two goals away. VAR took two game. goals away and uh, a rough. A lot of French league has a lot of skill, but also a lot of a lot of heavies. Yes. A lot of guys that really want to throw blows. Uh, Madrid Barcelona two one Madrid. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. I thought it was very good. It it took a while to get up and going. Yes. It, it took that Alaba goal, goal to really get it going, uh, but. Man, when you think about old, when you think about El Clasico's we've had before, like there's a lot of quality missing well, from that game. I know, but everyone's like going crazy, like, "Hey, it's it, it's never going to be the same. It will be the same." The teams are bigger than Messi and Ronaldo, of course. So everyone's like, "Oh, I miss Messi," but you had to jettison Messi at some point. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, teams that have had uh, De Stefano, uh, Maradona, uh, Stoichkov, Romario. Uh, Hugo Perez, like, come on. Like, yes. they're, they've had their wealth of stars. Real Madrid, uh, Vinicius and Rodrigo. Oh, sorry, I said Hugo Perez. I meant Hugo Sanchez. Yes, Hugo Sanchez. Sorry, I got an argument about Hugo Sanchez because I said Alfonso Davies will, is on the trajectory to be the greatest CONCACAF player of all time. Like, Hugo Sanchez, I'm just telling you, Alfonso Davies on that trajectory. It's possible. Manchester United, Liverpool, uh, obviously. Liverpool just trounced him. Liverpool's best team in the world right now. West Ham beating Spurs. Mosala is the best player in the world right now. Who is Mosala? Yeah. Easy. LAFC target Mosala? I actually brought it up in the pregame show. And I, I, I <laughs> There's gave a you connection credit. there. Well, and I gave you credit because I I did not think I did not even think about it. Can you imagine? Well, cuz we were talking about uh FIFA and then we kind of segued it into like it, let's say you're playing FIFA cuz everyone likes to buy their favorite players for FIFA. Who's a who's a realistic target? And Jerry did did deep deep research. Uh, and found some random FIFA player that's like really good at FIFA, and I was like, okay. But the, can we talk about real players? Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a player from Wolfsburg, uh, a defender who's not realistic. Uh, not that Mo Salah is, but I gave you credit. I was like, Mo Salah and Jerry goes, what? I go, listen, Max Bredos did all the did all the math on this. You got the Bob Bradley connection, 29 years old, out of contract. I can't wait for Twitter and to it, go Mo Salah to LAFC. Talk. Mo We're Salah not saying it's happening. I'm just saying if you if you're if you're thinking. Christmas list kind of thing. It's not super far. It's far-fetched, but it's not incredibly far-fetched like saying we're going to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, there's rumors he wants $30 million a year. Okay, it's too far-fetched. <laughs> Even if you don't have to pay it. Someone pass a hat around. Someone yeah. pass a hat around. We got to Hold get on. Some. I got one. <laughs> so we should get into the LAFC situation. Two games to break Two down. Two games break down. And Seattle Sounders, big game. Go to LAFC.com. Get your ticket. 
I mean, it's going to be a hot ticket. It is going to be the last two chances for you to see this team because we we two know Tuesdays for sure there's really not going to be a if we even if we make the playoffs there's almost no chance. And in, uh, se- in seventh, fourth is within reach all of a sudden. It's, it's kinda five points. I predict if and this is not a crazy talk if they if they win these two home games by the time next Tuesday rolls around they will be in the top seven. Well, okay, so when the season within the season started, we're still. Thick in the midst unbeaten, of the season within unbeaten the season. So far. We are unbeaten. So we said over the That's six games. Over the six three games, games so far you, you and I both said between 13 and 15 points. They're halfway there. So I, I want to bring this up before we go too deep into the game. You, after the, the Minnesota game, uh, said this is a good result. And, you know. I, I said it was a great result. Which you said a great a result. Much. Which was probably a bit much. But, you know. Something, somewhere at, between good and as great. We, as we tend to do when we, when we try to actually give some nuance and provide some actual information to people, you got dragged on, on social media. Not your fault. Uh, I would like you to have the chance in the floor. Not to a little better I agree. What do you mean? Just got kind of. Just people were like, oh, well, Bredos, look, what are you talking about? They looked horrible, blah, blah. I was literally at the game. A lot of the takes on that Minnesota game, we're going to get more into it. Wrong. Just wrong. Completely wrong. What takes? Minnesota, if I was anybody, if I walked away from that game, if I was Minnesota, I'd be like, I'd be, God, I'm telling that was their you, A team. That was great. I will say this, and Connor Kolopsis I'll give credit for. The big concern there was Ozzy Alonso and Will Trapp being so influential, and that really shouldn't happen. But LAFC, super shorthanded in the middle, especially with a ball winner yeah. support player. No Atuesta, no Pancho Ginella. So it was, Sifu having to play a completely different role than he's ever played for this team. Indeed. So, I mean, we can go back to the Dallas game where really – the way LAFC played probably could have walked out with zero points in these two road games. Should have walked out with zero points. You don't have Chicho Arango, you get nothing from that. That just goes to show you how much a, a player of Chicho's quality can get you in this league because they played like absolute garbage. But that the, the moments of quality, the, the few times that they were able to, to get into dangerous situations, if you don't have a Chicho Arango, maybe you make only one of, of the three chances and you lose that game. But Chicho just buries them all. Chicho off to the best scoring start after 14 games, and we can give credit to Seth. Seth Burke. Second best. Second best. I'm sorry, second best behind Mamadou Mama Diallo. Diallo, who had an incredible R- year. RIP the Tampa Bay Mutiny. That, he played on the Mutiny when they had those good Kappa jerseys, too. Yes. Didier Drogba had 11 goals in 11 games and then cooled off and then got hot again. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's some interesting company, but... I, the, well, the names on that list are, are incredible. It's like Mamadou Diallo, Didier Drogba, Taylor Twellman, Nikola Nikolic, uh, Jermaine Defoe, like... <laughs> And then I had no a, idea Jermaine Defoe. And then a random one that a lot of young viewers won't know, and they won't want me to say it because it's a Galaxy player. Eduardo El Tanque Hurtado. Some big names on that list. Oof. And uh, it's more than that. It's more than what Chicho does. It's, it's all the aspects of it. And so, so consistent and finding the spaces. And I think people really rally behind him. And to, to say that LAFC wasn't going to get any points there, uh, their defensive duties were on on song. There wasn't these big gaffes. There wasn't space that shouldn't have been there. I mean, they they kind of dotted the I's, crossed the T's. It was the, the giveaways part. in midfield. Yes. And they still do that. And there was a couple in the Minnesota game were pretty harrowing where you're like holding mm-hmm. your breath. And Jamal Blackman made some big saves. He made some he important did. saves. It was an interesting game because both goalkeepers, I think, had blunders yeah. on both goals. Uh, but then also came and made saves that were just... What the heck is Ozzy Alonso standing there for? Why did he decide to stand right there? Well, what the heck is he doing thinking he can just run into the stands afterwards? By the way, didn't get a yellow card. Take your shirt off, yellow card. Also a little pushing match with Bob. I know. What, what is he thinking? See, I would back Bob in that. Full transparency. Yeah. Just for the fact that I think, and this isn't going to 
bode well for the LAC team, but it, like if Bob did have to get out of there, I think he's faster than Ozzy Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> I also was going to tell you, if you get in a fight with a Minnesota Wild fan, your best bet is to let them come at you, move, move. After about 30 seconds, they'll be exhausted. Then you come in yeah. and you lay the lumber in. My, my best bet is like uh, Doc Holliday from, from Tombstone because they're going to be seeing two. <laughs> that's true Cuckoo. you can't hit me doc you should see in two that's why i got two guns <laughs> that's good gotta see that again the uh getting back to the game and i i you know the dallas was uh remarkable there's not much to analyze from the dallas game other than giveaways in midfield uh the mentality to to never give up uh and then in chicha five really. for five for penalties now again hey, i mean i guess the other thing you could say is uh danny off the bench yep their partnership is is very interesting uh and I think we saw a little bit of it going into the Minnesota game, how it's interesting. Because for as talented as Brian is, he just doesn't like to play in the certain, in the areas that, that Masovsky does. And Chicho, and Bob has said this countless times, he's willing to go into dirty areas, he'll run channels, he'll go wide, he'll go here, he'll go there, he'll do whatever it takes. See, Brian doesn't like to go in those areas. He's like, eh, no. Well, no. But the thing is, if he's willing to do whatever it takes, someone has to just go right down the middle of the field. And we talk, I talked about it on last week's 110 football show. It's like, it's... The benefit of having two strikers on the pitch is one of them, at least one of them, will always go into that dangerous area right in front of the goal. Brian, he wants to be wide, and if Chicho's already wide and Brian's wide, who's filling that gap? Uh, in Minnesota, it was going to be Bryce to start with. Bryce didn't have, didn't get into the game because we had no service to them. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were just, especially when we started in the five-three-two, the five or the three-four-one-two, the way we started. Uh, we had zero control of that game. Yeah, and barely touched the ball. For LAFC standards, 30% possession is mm-hmm. close to unheard of. But that was part of the strategy, too. They knew that they were they going to— I think so. I think it— I mean, they were going to be—they're going to they're gonna look for some counters, which mm-hmm. didn't really come. Even the 90 minutes— uh, You know, I spoke to uh, Callum Williams, who does Minnesota, and he said this was a really good performance. He kind of said what they were going to do. They did that, and uh, LAFC expected that, too, mm-hmm. crowding the box— uh, and making it hard for them to make those connections inside that attacking final third. Yep. Uh, you're hoping that you get breaks, and I, w- I would look at Brian to be the guy that may be able to do that. And he did it a few times, and when he did it, it was so dangerous mm-hmm. that you're like, I want more of that. So I'm, I guess I'm glad with Brian that we saw some of those moments where he took on fullbacks and got to the, the, the end line, and I just wanted more because I think there was opportunities for him to go and, and get after it. And certainly with the goal, at the, the the shot right at the end of the half, which could have given LAFC a two-zip lead. Yeah, very much like that Earthquakes goal. Yeah, it, it, this isn't a uh, really a criticism of his talent. It's just the way in which he plays. He enjoys being out wide and having the ability to come from outside to inside and doesn't really get in the mix with everyone else through the middle. And I know they've been working with him on that, get, get into the box, especially when we were playing... When he first came, we were playing 4-3-3, and you got Vela on one side doing stuff. I just remember the amount of times Ante would just come running off the bench like, Brian, get into the box. Like, bust into the box. Carlos is going to beat his man. You need to be there. Arrive. You need to be a little bit optimistic. You need to have the confidence that Carlos is going to find you. And it just, he wants to, he wants the ball at his feet. He's, he's, he's more of a provider than a goal scorer. But I think he can do both. It just, it doesn't occur to him. And so, if that's the case, you have to fill... A, in the guys that can that can do that. And I thought in the second half they played a little bit better when Danny and Chicho were there because here's the problem. Brian gets wide, Chicho makes a run. They're all going to go with Chicho because he's the hottest player in MLS. Now, 
is Bryce Duke going to be able to to fill in the gap there? No, not so much. But Danny seems to know how to find space when everyone goes with Chicho and vice versa. In Brian's uh, defense, uh, he's had such an interrupted two years. And yes. international duty obviously has um, caused that. Had some injuries. Had that that injury very recently, which kept him out a couple games. He had COVID. Uh, he had COVID. And I hope now we have this stretch where it's uninterrupted. There's going to be an international break. He's going to get is called by Urico. The problem is they're not getting the really great training sessions. I mean, I was literally training. They, they couldn't do – I mean, it's a day before a game. You can't go heavy on training. They did a little bit of uh, possession, a little bit – uh, of just rondos and, and touch work, uh, and then they did some some shadow games to to talk about how Minnesota was going to play and how they could play against it. And then you do set pieces, and then uh, the last two games they'll get training. They'll have a chance to really build it. So the Seattle game, obviously, yeah, after this, everything hinges on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it says it, and I want to get back to the Minnesota game. So I know we said it's it's a six pointer. When you say a six pointer, yes, it means you want to win it, but you absolutely can't lose it. You can't lose it, and I, I think it's naive for everyone to say, okay, we're going to rip through here and win six games. This is not realistic. You've got to find ways to procure results. And LAFC did that in incredible fashion in Dallas, in Minnesota. That was the game for Minnesota. You could see the urgency the way they came out. It was a magical game. I loved calling it. Mm-hmm. It, it felt a pl- like a playoff game. It felt like a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, and these are not excuses. We're trying to just give... I'm a, making excuses, but... We're trying to give a nuance and trying to, tr- trying to lay this out for you. But LAFC travels from Dallas. They... They win in Dallas, they train the next day, and then they travel to Minnesota. Minnesota did not have to travel. Yes, they had a red card. I would actually say that the red card helped them. Roman Metzner has not been very good this year. And Hassani Dotson, I think, is an incredible talent. Uh, and he can get up the Util- up and down the field. The utilitarian player who can yes. fill everywhere. I, I, every team in MS would love to have a Hassani yeah. Dotson. So they don't have to travel. They know what's on the line. They're at home. They have their A squad, whereas LAFC's been diminished by injuries. Never came home. Had to Stayed travel. On the road. Never came home. Playing on short rest. It's not ideal, but a 1-1 draw in the circumstances. And then I, I, we could talk about him. I, mean, I already said that the blunders a little bit from both sides led to goals. But otherwise, Jamal Blackman saving easily goals. Ragapani's shot at the end. Yep. Uh, another good player. I like him too. But it's yeah. Minnesota's a good team. And Minnesota's going to be a, a top team here because they are ambitious. We'll see it. And I hear they're they, looking for a big not, number nine. They and, do not have a, a, a real like cutting edge when it comes to scoring. No. No, they don't. But to your point about they got Reynoso who can stay on the ball, almost impossible to get off the ball. That was he was so good, pretty He's the best player they've ever had. Yes. So, but to, this is in MLS history. I don't care if it's a great team or an, an ordinary team. That's a result you eat. You're on the road in Dallas. You're like, okay, if we can get something here, and they did. Yeah. But that's usually a game you lose. Nine out of ten times you lose that mm-hmm. game, especially with that. You lose so, it. You probably lose it early, and you pack it in and say like, let's lick our wounds. We'll get back home and get out of here because it's been a long road trip. That's That seems to be like the MLS way, right? And so, I mean, look, it's we're only looking at this that much more because Tuesday we play Seattle. What do you think? The, uh, the opponent uh, does not get any easier. Our producer, Girepesi, uh, said, what if Dallas Did you make him was Italian? a tie? I don't know. Dallas was a tie. <laughs> not a lot of Italian Minnesota names starting with a K. Hey, Girepesi. Girepesi <laughs> um, Arabiata. So what if they were reversed? <laughs> Jason's spicy tomato sauce? <laughs> uh, what if what if they were reversed? What if you drew in Dallas and won in Minnesota? Then you'd be top top of the world probably right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. So only, well, the only I, thing I could say for the people that would say that that's what they would prefer is you take direct three points off of Minnesota. Whereas right. Dallas Of course, because you're competing matter. with them. That's a, but that's just, that's hindsight. The reaction after the game in Minnesota tells you how big that was. And 
when I got when they had the point, obviously when you're absorbing so much pressure, you're like, that's a great that's mm-hmm. book it. You're still you're yeah, still yeah. way off the you're still four what are you four points behind them, but you've eaten up one of their home games. They have one home game left. LAC has two. Generally you do better at home, you probably win yep. those games. And there are three games at Vancouver, at Galaxy, home sporting Kansas City. Games that uh, they probably are only favored in the home game. Right. Vancouver's playing great. Galaxy at home, it would be a close call. Mm-hmm. You know, those maybe they all end up in ties. You you have a team that is going to be hard to get yeah. multiple points. Probably uh, a realistic goal for them is four. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe less. You know what's funny is I saw an interesting stat before this game about Minnesota, and it was um, they had taken twenty points in Texas against the Texas teams, only had. 21 points against the rest of the league. So they've eaten up FC Dallas, Houston, and Austin, which, I mean, we've done a little bit the same. Um, but it's very interesting. Like, they're they're not – one, they're not good on the road, and they're not actually very good against the rest of the, the playoff contenders. And if you look at the playoff contenders, a lot of crisscrossing, which wasn't happening. Immediately when you look at them, is anyone playing a Texas team? Yes. <laughs> and then there's not a lot of that, whether it's the Galaxy. Well, the Galaxy got a Texas team, and they could only get a draw at home. So we're getting help. Mm-hmm. LAFC is getting help, which they didn't get over the last two weeks. So uh, San Jose, I was watching that. They should have beaten Vancouver. Vancouver looks hell-bent on making the playoffs, so I give them credit. Galaxy did come back from two goals down. Portland is in free fall they're right now. They're trying to give it away. They're, they're trying to they're give it away, the, and they're in They're fourth. the new Galaxy. I don't think they're going to finish fourth now because no. everyone's kind of right up on their bumper. So they lose to Colorado. And then Real Salt Lake, which is – Got a game in hand, and unfortunately, they're really good at home, and they have two home games here coming mm-hmm. up. So you have to bank on them, and I, they do get some Texas teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I would put them in an edge, but, you know, Chicago's a, a pretty ordinary to poor. Yeah. The only Eastern benefit team. Chicago had is they finally had a full – not a full because Soldier Field's huge, but they had 30,000-plus. 30, 30, Thank so you, Chicago. That was the only advantage that they had, yeah. thanks. Thank you the people of Chicago, not so much even the team. Yes. <laughs> they're the one that pushed that team forward on And they got a great – I believe they had a very young goalkeeper in goal, right? And he had a great performance uh, against RSL, saving everything. Sometimes it happens. I feel like the the Eastern Conference is another world. We don't get to see them. They don't get to see us. It's like the old baseball, National League, American League. Uh, Five points separates fourth from ninth. Keep in mind the two Eastern Conference teams we had to play. NYCFC, who who wasn't doing well as late, but got a 6-0 victory or 6-1 victory? 6-1. 6-1. In Atlanta. Whereas RSL gets to play Chicago, would love to play Chicago. How about a Cincinnati? So yeah, some teams get to, got to play Cincinnati and Toronto. Come on, Toronto been a good year. You know, you want the, the Bradley Bowl? They should have put that on the schedule. Yeah, <laughs> We'd have, who knew Toronto would have been this bad? But they are. Uh, so uh, it's, clearly not their GM. <laughs> but the East, the bottom is is pretty poor. Yeah, you don't have that in the well. It's hard to say the West, but certainly you know Austin's trying they're still pushing hard and then Houston and Dallas have just been disappointing so five points between fourth and ninth obviously need to win these two home games and, and look I, I, we did the Minnesota game and I was like we could be giving last rights to the season on the broadcast yes if they lost, they it. lost it's it. over it's over yeah. we can't we I'll try to sugarcoat it but you can't yeah because even if you take nine points from from the next it's like ugh, I don't know how it's gonna work because again you give away you give a, a direct three points to a direct competitor and you take zero just that's the real six pointer only when you win or lose when you tie you kind of just chalk it off I think if you look historically in a 34 game schedule 47 points if they win these next two 40 get 
gets you points. in. So has gotten you in. 48. Ooh. Yeah, it's tough. The Colorado game is the one that I just – because Colorado's going to have stuff to play for, and they're good. I don't know if they will. I think they're going to be pretty secure in third. Oh, that, that's a good bit of a game Because it seems like Seattle – well, I mean, if we beat Seattle, if we, if we beat Seattle then, then maybe they could even look and kind of see that. But I think they're going to be just kind of second or third. Um, and not, I mean, they don't really have a chance to get up to first. Now, I think they're, I, I think they're kind of entrenched in their spot. They're, they're definitely not dropping out. I'll tell you that much because, like we said, Portland is. It's now it's the battle between fourth and ninth. Those teams are now in that battle. The top three teams are. Yeah, they're they're, first, at, they're they're well in ahead. They they. Yeah, but they can still get positioning. Obviously, you yeah. want to finish first. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is better than third. And look, it's not just about who you play in the playoffs. But if you finish second, you. If you do face that second place team, you'll play them at home. So it's it's premium effort to finish even one spot higher. Mm-hmm. It's not just about getting the playoffs. If we get in the playoffs, we, yeah, we want to get in, but sixth would be a lot better than seventh. Sixth maybe means you could get a home game down the stretch, yeah. possibly, unlikely, but possible. Fifth, so every position fifth gives up, you that much more of a chance to get a home game. There's pl- there's always upsets in these in this place, and I, this year feels like even more so. I think the top teams because. The t- fourth through seventh, eighth, ninth—they're so engaged because of this. And keep in mind, the season ends, international break. It'll probably be two weeks before games. Yes, it's going to be strange to see. I mean, we always have a break, but this feels even—I mean, it's going to be a, a solid two weeks. Yeah, for teams, some might have to go a little bit longer. Yeah, it's going to be fragmented. You're going to—you're going to work with the group that you have, especially if LFC gets in, right? So then Brian will take off. I, I'm sure Cheeky might be. And included in that, Sifu, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I think he's been playing better. He actually was uh, suspended my, for the Seattle game. You know, he was be suspended for the Seattle game, but was my one of my players that I thought did really well in that Minnesota game. Yeah, he was just it was effort. I mean, he was chasing, yeah. he was blocking passing lanes, and it was trying to play the ball a couple times and he got caught. But yeah, but it was he's playing as a six. It's a little different look. Um, what I did like from a, he, you're right, he got caught playing balls. But what I liked was when they switched to the four three three, he was able to find. The avenues. They did finally, that quick. They did that quick, and they needed to because he. They were finally able to build, and Sifu was the guy be, putting his hand up and going, "Hey, find me. I will f- find you the angle." And the defenders were able to quickly find him, and they were actually able to to do some things when they did that. That's a weapon that LAFC has: is the switch from three four two to four three three. Because against Dallas and against Minnesota, the minute they did that, it was noticeable. Yeah, and the opponent took a while to react and you had like a 10-15 minute which is you want to strike during then but there was definitely a guard down moment mm-hmm. for Dallas and Minnesota when they switched so I'm sure Bob Bradley knows all right I can do this and so I would imagine it's gonna be the same lineup because your midfield is really shorthanded now yeah no Sifu no Sifu I, I don't think Eduardo Twist is on the men we're hearing some things but I, I, yeah. I to say he's gonna come in here would be a, a real stretch certainly as a starting role we'll see obviously Poncho's out uh Crisostomo is a guy who could play that role, but I, they're a little bit more. I, they're a little what about, cautious about. What about? What about? Carlitos. At the six? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, Carlos, Carlos is so Vela. talented. You could put him anywhere. But whatever, Thursday, wh- as you probably heard, Max Live. I love the name of that show. Thursday, of you do. Uh, six o'clock Pacific time. In kind of in case you're watching on the East Coast or an LAFC fan, or you're in Australia or Uruguay, where we have supporters. Hello, everyone. Um, talk to Carlos Vela, and there's some, there'd be rumblings. Yeah, there'd be rumblings. What if that mid? What if that midfield is constituted of uh, uh, Latif Blessing, 
and a Danny Christosimo partnership with uh, Carlos Vela filling that hybrid role. I like it. God, imagine, imagine, and then you have either Brian or Chicho as your forwards up top, or or Chicho and Danny. Imagine Carlos Velo pulling the strings behind them. Interesting. And what a lift it would be. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, Bob Bradley has suggested that he's getting closer, that he was being considered for this road trip. Mm-hmm. Makes sense that you probably don't make the road trip and then you play here. If he plays, Ooh, he's was, not going to start. He's coming back from a muscle injury. It was cold, cold, cold. Yeah, it didn't make any pitch. sense. It, and getting on airplanes. Getting on airplanes. Yeah, I don't think it would really would have made sense. Even training was cold. The, in the fact that he game. mentioned it tells you that it's like it's not far-fetched because they've been very honest about it, Carlos. Well, they haven't said things openly, but they haven't thrown it out there saying, yeah, he's going to. There, there's been some considerations. Mm-hmm. Um Bob Bradley did mention with the Galaxy game, it's, he's kind of getting closer. You're not going to say that if he's not coming back. Well, remember, we talked to – they've been pretty open, but then we took it that step forward. We talked to Jordan Harvey, and we asked him, you know, what's what's going on with Carlos? What's the deal? And he's like, you guys don't see everything. You don't see the sheer amount of effort it takes for him to just get from injured to back into the weight room or injured to rehab to in the weight room to back on the field. And he's like, and it doesn't go in a straight line. He's like, I've seen him go through things where he's had setbacks and he never changes his mood. He always just keeps working. So it, it makes me think that, you know, he it, it's been a longer process because it doesn't it's, it's not like it's just you just start putting the days together. Sometimes are, some days are better than others. We were there a different time for training and we'd ask Paul, hey, any chance Carlos would come out here? He goes, I'll, I'll ask him. I'll ask him. Paul? And Paul, head of security, Paul. Uh, we, and he said, I'll ask him, which Paul's always. Check out get- Team Security, Paul. I'm obligated to say, check out. Team Security Paul on Instagram. It is a fun. It is a. It's fun. not a fun. I'm just. I have to say it, or else he doesn't it, let me it can, in the building. It can be fun, uh, but but uh, Paul is, is always nice enough. And I, and when Paul says I'll try, I know that he does. And uh, I saw him after, and he had a look on his face, like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." I go, "Look, it's Carlos. I, he doesn't talk. To, he doesn't talk much." So I understand. He goes, "Well, he said any day but this day. They worked me really hard in the gym, so he was just he was gassed. He didn't want. He just didn't want to do anything. So it's been a process, but." I just don't think a lot of people quite understand that it's, it doesn't just go in a straight line. It doesn't like anything. Same same with the team in general. They see 2019, they're like, well, 2020, we're going to win it all. Well, then the whole world shuts down. And even if it didn't, it doesn't just keep, you don't just keep getting better year after year. Sometimes you got to come down to go back up. It just, it happens. Like this is sports. When you come into sports, you, you, you know, it's, you don't come into sports with the agreement that you could win. You come into sports with the agreement that you will lose. At one time, you will lose. It is, without a doubt, winning is the is the bonus, but you gotta you gotta get right with losing, and I don't, I don't think I don't know I just I, I don't know why I had to go on a rant about that, but I just that feel was like a good speech there, coach. Like a, a modern. Fit. Sometimes you're gonna lose. Yeah, there's just a lot of. I, but you a, play to win the game. Yeah, there's just a lot of it's it's the social media kind of binary take on it. Just little like, oh, if you lose, you must suck. Like no, a lot of people. Got a lot lose. of that. And look, we posted the the Max Live on Thursday with Carlos and you see the reaction of folks and it's been a very frustrating two years. He's been out a lot, but I mean, does he have an injury record? Yeah. He's had his injuries through the years, but generally he's been a pretty durable player. And we saw that takes a beating, but what, what, how could you hang injuries on a player? And do you think he's like sitting there going, no, I can't. Eh, I'm not 100. percent Well, it's because he wants to play. No one wants to train endlessly. They want to play. You know, this. they, Carlos. He's the ultimate competitor. This is actually what I love about Carlos. He does things the way he wants to do them. The problem is they want him to do things the way they want him to do them. They want Carlos coming on 
Twitter, Twitter and Instagram and being like, guys, I miss you so much. I really want this. Not every player is, is, is built that way. Not every player works that way. And that, I wouldn't want Carlos to be anything but his personality because I, I do know this. When he's happy, he plays his best. And that wouldn't make him happy. That, that would be too much. That would be extra work for him. But then you're going to have guys like Chicho. Chicho loves that. And so embrace Chicho. He's going to be out and about. He's going to be very active. I mean, I, I was actually, my time at training in Minnesota was the first time I really got to spend with him. And I, I sent you a text right away. I go, Chicho, man. He's a good dude. He's a fun dude. Uh, he, he loves the camera. He loves joking with his teammates. He loves being involved. He was just bouncing around from like the little pods of teammates, just bouncing around. And, he, and when he saw that I had a microphone, he was like, oh, oh, he's got a microphone and a camera. Let me, and he just, just having fun, right? And that's his personality. It's not Carlos's. We can't ask every player. Not every player is going to be this, right? So I just, you want things on your terms, let Carlos do things on his terms. But I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt that he is, understanding of where you're coming from, but doesn't mean he's going to all of a sudden change his mind and just show up and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And also, stop being so soft. Why do fans always want apologies? <laughs> no, for reals. Like, People want everything to be accounted the, about. The, they want the to of, thank you. I go, get lost. The amount of Manchester United players that came out right after that game were like, oh, I got it. Like At this point, it, fe- it feels disingenuous, actually. Oh, if I go on Twitter, maybe they'll leave me alone for the week. Okay. But who cares? Yeah. It's just Twitter. Not a real apology. That was a good. That was a good take there. Uh, a, a good double take from you, Vince. Yeah. So I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, spending I, a lot of time I, on the road. I agree with you. It shouldn't be all black and white all the time, and it's like it's very frustrating. And you know, I do these videos about the U.S. Men's National Team on the Soccer OG. Check it out on my YouTube and also my podcast, my other podcast, Soccer OG. And, and someday it, I'll be on there. You'll you'll get it. We're gonna have an extravaganza. You send? Do you send invites in the mail? Uh, I do not. Oh, it's hand delivered by a courier. Ooh, so uh, but it's like everyone's like, I, I, we having a, let's have a conversation. Like, Burhalter out. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're in sick. They don't want a conversation. They want you to flip they, a light switch. It's either on or off. I, they're in second place. They're right now. They're on trajectory to hit the World Cup, which is the job he was asked to do. So let's have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. No, Burhalter out. Uh, nepotism. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> just cool the Jets. So. Uh, it's a, uh, it's something I think we gotta we we gotta be patient. And you've really gotta do your homework and look into it and look deeper and 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 get your answers. You'll, they're there for you to see. By the way, I, I finally watched my uh, Captain Subasa anime. Yeah, you fan? You in? Yeah, it's all soccer related. Oh, he's always kicking a okay. soccer ball. This kid. I'll have to check it out. I'm I'm way behind on anime, right. but uh, if if Chicho's got the whole team doing it, right? Well, that's a bigger point. That's look. That's all we've ever laid this show out to be right we don't have all the answers we're not gonna we're not here to make you feel good we are here to tell you this you get to watch the games week in and week out hopefully you get to come to the games because again Bank california stadium last two chances to see lafc it's incredible to be there just just show up show up and support the team uh but you get to watch the games you get to have your opinion about the team but that's what one tenth of the week for these guys or one whatever and then you and i try to fill in the gaps and get you that little bit more of insight and what goes on and that's fine. If you're cup or bust, I get it. It's going to be a very, it's a very narrow tunnel vision, and you're not going to want to take a lot of the extra nuances and stuff. But there are a lot of people that want to learn. It's worth it. It's worth it to learn. You, I think it's worth it's it. It's very learn. fulfilling. There's I find it very fulfilling. Yes. It's like working on a car. You're like, okay, this right. is good. I'm learning. And this. There's a lot of people that want to learn tactics. There's a lot of people that want to learn the business. There's a lot of people that want to learn what these players are like on their off days. And that's the service that we're trying to provide. So, again, we're not giving excuses. We're just trying to give you all the layers of what goes on here. So what I'm really trying to say is stop yelling at us. Okay. What do you think happens in Seattle? 
No, not in Seattle. In LA against Seattle. I mean, what happens against Seattle? Sorry. Uh, I do know this. We always play Seattle very well. And now people are yelling because they're like, "What about the playoffs?" Other than the, that playoff game, we always play Seattle very well at home. Yeah. I go back to the 2020 game when uh, I think they're gonna get a lift at home because that road was. You well, play at home. You play on the road so you can set up the home. I, I go, and you have a punt. I go back to that 2020 game when Danny Wasowski had a brace. Um, and people only remember really that, but they don't remember that there was a rash of injuries early in the first half. Mark Anthony K came out, then Andy Nihar came in, and he had to come out. And they just had, they were just like a revolving door for Bob. Like, is someone going to go in there and not get injured? And yet they still put it in a performance. And that was with Nico Ladero on the field. Nico had the only goal for Seattle in that game, a great free kick. But they covered every blade of grass. They gave it their all. And they Seattle, I think, was surprised by it. Uh, and they really put it to him. So I think that's, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, because as bad as Dallas was, I thought the mentality was very good. And then they were able to put it a little bit more together in Minnesota despite being tired and out of you know subs, out of players to really come off the bench, injuries and things like that. But now coming home, they know, like to your point, got to win your home games. And they know that they Everyone else is winning home games. And LFC is a good home team. So it's not like this science fiction movie where you're like, oh my god they're gonna, they're gonna win at home no. they could do it they're, they're gonna be favored to win both these games right and Vegas a, loves LAFC by the way a, if you ever look at the lines they're yeah, always they favored well because in terms of talent we're just yeah monumental but this is a don't league, bet on MLS this is the league where anybody can beat anyone unless you're Cincinnati <laughs> so there you go you could have this situation I'm so excited about this stretch I am too I mean it could be it could it could hit like a thud yeah. if they lose to Seattle uh, there's enough activity with the other teams are chasing that they're, someone's going to drop. It, it, you just need the right combination. Maybe one team wins there. Like it's maybe be, Vancouver gets hot and wins all their games and they beat the types. It's going to be a wild finish. I'll give credit, credit to Jason. After the Minnesota game, he said it's, it's going to come down to the last day. Yeah. Like, but LAFC have put themselves the in that day. position. And they had three chances to eliminate themselves from that position. Mm-hmm. Victory, victory, tie. Yep. In the season within the season, which has been a glowing success. This is the best we've seen from LAFC. Beating FC Dallas in a game they probably should have tied. Tying Minnesota in a game they probably should have lost 3 1. Mm-hmm. Progress. Yes. When a very shorthanded team. Mentality. All I kept mentality, hearing. Mentality, good coaching. All I kept good hearing spirits. all season was effort, effort, effort. We're finally seeing it. We're finally seeing it. I mean, we said it was always there, but now you can actually see it, see it. All right. Tuesday, Seattle. Following Tuesday, Vancouver. Get your tickets. Go out. Game is on ESPN or ESPN2 this Tuesday. Just check. Look around there. Either or. Uh, I'll be bothering John Champion, Taylor Twelman. Got to see my first game at SoFi Stadium this weekend. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, I didn't want the game to end. That's what I said. I always NFL games, I'm always looking yeah. at my watch. I go, I want to get out. I'll leave in the fourth quarter. I did not want the game to end. Well, as we're promoing everything, uh, Max Bredos will be on the pregame with us on the LAFC app 30 minutes. Allegedly. No, you better be there because we've booked you. Uh, you will be there, and uh, then you'll also be with us postgame. Correct. You keep talking about how good of a postgame we do. You get to come on back and, and not just come on back and crash it. You're actually going to be a part of it. It's a good postgame because of my input. Uh, do you know who I, 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 was, I saw at the SoFi Stadium? I do. Chad Smith and Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. And I was sitting next to them like this, and they were talking drumming. It was very cool. Did You, you should have snuck in and been like, yeah, but guys – I need more cowbell. <laughs> That's right, a good one. Here. Inside LAFC, check us out on YouTube as well. The video component so you can see our wonderful fashion sense. Rate, review, share, and we'll see you next week. We'll talk after the Seattle game.